what's up how's it going this is coach cookie your life and relationship coach thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of rising higher here we just do some chit chat about life relationships and i'm going to give you some snippets for success to not only help you to survive but to help you thrive in today's episode, I want to focus on why you can't stop thinking about the narcissist. Yes, that crusty, dusty, nasty, filthy narcissist. We're going to get into that, but first, let's get into the high points from last week's episode where I reviewed the tips to get the narcissist to respect your boundaries. Now, the main idea from this episode is that Boundaries are just a way for you to let someone else know what your values are and what you will and what you won't tolerate when it comes to negative toxic behaviors. While letting the toxic person know how you feel, remember, it's important to stay cool, calm, and collected. Remember, they want to see you crack and feed into your negative energy because they feed off a positive and negative supply. Another effective way to set boundaries is to simply stop spending so much time with these toxic negative people. Now, of course, if you have no choice, you share children with them or it's your work environment. If you have no choice but to be around them, then try to minimize your conversation with them. Eventually, they will get the message and respect your boundaries. The ultimate goal is that you will eventually find yourself in this comfortable place that is virtually free of toxic behavior and toxic people and that's going to be the ultimate goal especially if you are going through your healing process okay so today on cookies commentary i want to discuss the importance of having a daily routine since working from home so right now during the pandemic there have been a lot of changes since people have been forced to work from home and it seems like it just happened overnight. Our brains were so used to our old daily routines for so long that developed into habits that were like second nature to us. But once our work environment changed, we don't have the productive habits in place any longer. And what I learned through trial and error is that we have to retrain our brains to get ready for work mode by learning a new process. Now, before I got a new routine in place, I was working all day, but I really didn't get anything accomplished. It was like I was just going through the motions. And I felt stressed, anxious, unmotivated. I was unorganized. So let me tell you what I did to get me motivated about working from home. So in the evening, I would make a list of what is necessary for me to work on the next day during my work hours. This would get me excited about getting up and focus on what it is that I need to accomplish for the workday. In the morning, it was important to go through the routine of taking a shower, eating, getting me a cup of coffee, you know, your basic routine. Now, getting dressed was big was a big one for me. It was important because the switch mode in my brain wouldn't take my workday serious if I wore something like pajamas or a sweatsuit. If I wore something like that, I wouldn't have a productive day. So again, through trial and error, I learned that the switch mode in my brain would be serious about my workday if I wore jeans and a nice shirt. Now, for everyone, 
it's going to be something different for you. I know for my daughter-in-law, she uh, could wear whatever she wanted to wear, but she had to put on makeup before the mode switch in her brain would take her workday serious. So now we're up. We know what we have to do. We get dressed. We eat. We got our clothes on. We had our cup of coffee. Now we're ready to work. So I have a small work area that is designated for work only. This is going to be very important because you have to program your brain to think that this space is dedicated to work and this is what I'm going to be doing when I'm working. Your space should be kept clean and it shouldn't have any items around it that have anything to do with work. So if it doesn't have anything to do with work, it shouldn't be on your desk. Okay, so I'm really excited about going through this when I went through this trial period. And I really didn't even understand and really realize that we really have to reprogram our brain. Nobody really told me this. This is something I did on my own. And so I would like to challenge all my listeners. And I want you to figure out what daily routine that you have to do that will reprogram your brain to help you become more organized, efficient, and productive. Now, this activity may take some time, but once you figure it out, I would love to hear your stories as to what routines you had to develop since working from home to help keep you motivated and on task. Okay, so today on Keeping It Real, I have a question from Jennifer. And she asked me, she said, hey, Coach Cookie, I want to know if the narcissist feels any guilt or remorse about hurting other people. This is a really good question. So now, I do believe that the narcissist feels remorse, but only if something doesn't work out on their behalf. For example, the narcissist feels regret or remorse when they are dumped by someone and they lose their supply. But overall, you have to remember that the narcissist is self-absorbed, they have no empathy, and their main goal is to use people as an object in order to get what they want, which of course, to get a source of supply. So the narcissist doesn't feel any guilt or remorse for anyone. It's like they really don't get it. The main reason why they don't get it is because they aren't able to self-reflect. So subconsciously, their insecurities, envy, or jealousy is reflected in what they do or what they say. But they fail to realize and understand that they're really hurting people. You know, I want to say that you guys are the experts out there. You know, if you if this is something that you've been through or something that you have experienced on, I would love to hear from you to provide your comments and your thoughts on this question. Anything that we can hear from you guys to help us all out. We're all in this together, okay? So on today's topic, I'm going to talk about why you can't stop thinking about the narcissist. Often, you may think to yourself, why am I thinking about a person who was so abusive toward me and then for some of you guys, they discarded you. This is a natural process, especially when you go no contact after leaving the narcissist. There will be those moments when you question your decision and if you overacted. Okay, I'm here to tell you, no, 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 you didn't overact. Stay strong 
and know you didn't make a mistake. This is how the beginning of your healing process looks after you go no contact with the narcissist. Okay? Remember, when you break up with the narcissist, this is not a normal breakup. The main reason why the narcissist picked you for a target was that you had so much empathy and you would be accommodating for what they want to do and they knew that it would cause a trauma bond. Okay, Coach Cookie, slow down. What are you talking about? A trauma bond. Okay, so the trauma bond is created when the narcissist torments you through gaslighting, rage, uh, the mind games, the projection over a long period of time. But at times when they think they may lose you or you may be pulling away from them, they'll go back to the love bombing stage or what some people may call the idealization stage. Now, during this stage, the narcissist is going to mirror back everything that you desire and that you want in a partner and making you believe this is the best experience that you have ever had in a relationship in your life. So in your mind, you're thinking over and over again, where has this person been all my life and I'm ready to get married. Then the love bomb stage ends when they feel comfortable enough to think that you ha they have control over you again. Now, this stage of abuse and torment is called the devaluation stage. Now, this roller coaster ride of the good times and the bad times is a form of emotional abuse that is unhealthy, toxic, and addictive. Now, during a portion of this process, our bodies release a chemical in the brain called dopamine. That leads to the feeling of excitement called euphoria. This high feels amazing and you will do anything to get back to that original high. So you don't realize it, but it creates an attachment where you become dependent on the narcissist for validation. So when you break up with the narcissist, this is why you constantly think about them all the time and you keep thinking that you can't function without them. It's like a drug addict and you crave the good times in the future faking that kept you in the game for so long. And it kept you in the game to the point where nothing ever materialized. In reality, you don't miss the narcissist, but your body craves the dramatic roller coaster ride they had you involved in. So I know in my personal experience, I remember how I felt when I left the narcissist in my last relationship. And I could only remember the good times. And when I tried to fight thinking about the good times, I would get this severe pain in my brain that was so bad, I would hold my head and scream. The pain was that severe. And I started thinking I was crazy or losing my mind. It was like there was a war going on in my mind that was trying to be ruled by something demonic or a demonic spirit. I remember not knowing what to do or what to say, and I would start screaming out the name of Jesus over and over again. I would walk around my house crying, trying to remember why I left this person because my mind would only focus on the good times. It was difficult, it was a hard, it was the hardest thing I ever had to do in my life, but I hung in there. In six weeks in my healing journey, slowly, my thoughts were much clearer and I started remembering the bad things that the narcissist took me through. So what I did was I started a journal and I started writing down those bad things or those bad things that he would do to me. 
I would also have some sticky notes and I would write some notes down and stick them up around my house. Sometimes I would even make a video as to what he did to hurt me. And I would have to go back to listen to that video to remind myself that it was in my best interest not to go back to this person. So it's really a good idea to do something similar to this to remind yourself why you are no longer with this narcissist and why you don't want to go back to them. This is really important because you're going to want to destroy those brainwashed thoughts that the narcissist has, narcissist has programmed in your mind so you won't be tempted to go back to them. Remember, the narcissist is not going to change and they are a product of their childhood. And this is the only way that they know to interact with another person, which is known as the Stockholm Syndrome. Now, it's very difficult to heal from this type of abuse. So it may take some months. Just remember, you can't put a time frame on it. Work on yourself and learn the value of yourself so you won't be dragged into this type of relationship again. For a lot of my listeners out there, this is important because this is really and truly why we keep attracting the same people over and over again. And we don't realize that's why we keep attracting the same people over and over again. So if you're struggling with your healing process or if you're dealing with some issues regarding a toxic relationship, maybe you need some additional help to get you to the point where you're not tempted to go back to the narcissist. Let's talk about it. Contact me at heycoachcookie at gmail.com and see if you could benefit from coaching. I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic and share your experiences. Remember, it would help other people who may be going through this and I'm sure they would love to hear from you as well. Also, I want to be able to bring content that meets your needs. So if you have any questions that you would like for me to answer, or if you have a topic that you would like for me to do an episode on, please let me know. To my podcast listeners, if you love what you hear, please review on your favorite platform and don't forget to share with others. To my YouTube listeners, don't forget to leave a comment, like, subscribe, and share. This is Coach Cookie reminding you to love yourself first as we rise higher together. Be blessed and I'll talk to you soon.